Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. A happy President's Day to you. I don't know how happy they are in Ann Arbor. All I know is this, Mike Carmen. I cannot believe the amount of people that are actually coming to the defense of Jawan Howard after what transpired yesterday in Madison after the Badgers topped the Wolverines. It absolutely blows my mind. I came to the idea of, all right, you want to, people got mad at him for ripping down his mask, maybe the profanity. What you think of the children? Uh, but once, once the uh, Dr. D. David Schultz, yeah, go look it up, uh, the John Stossel head slap comes into play, maybe a little Deacon Jones, uh, you know, wh- whoever you want to throw in as, as your point of example, uh, that, that was a bit much, right? And, and I know uh, guard certainly, uh, you could say to some degree escalated a, a, a smidge by by grabbing I, him to try. I to don't talk. even know. I don't even know if that's true. But I, but I, I'll, I'll at least give him that right. That if someone put you know puts hands on you at all, that you know folks respond and, and recoil. Right. But to get to that other point and everybody going, oh, I want to know what the assistant said. I want to like in the end, you, you control your anger, right? Right, you got to be the big, be the bigger man, be the man. Whatever the case is, it's just a, a terrible look. He's been involved in in some you know post in the past. I, I don't know. It's just a, to me th- this was out of coming out of all of these sports that we had the rest of the weekend. This went like wildfire, and everybody went Zabruder film for step by step and trying to hey, can I isolate the voice on that guy in the right corner? Kind of mode to it to try to, to try to defend their proposition. At no point should the hand ever come up for the head slap, no matter what. I thought the disagreement would have been on whether Jawan Howard gets a suspension for a game for the rest of the season or if he loses his job. But there were actual people that did want to put this on Greg Gard. If you want to put it on Greg Gard, if you want to put it on Jawan Howard, you can tweet us. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. I just know this, Mike, that when what we have seen and all of the stuff that is put on people who want to put it on Greg Gard. All of this that's been put on Greg Gard, I think that there are there are ways to reason it and there are ways to explain it. I can't explain Juwan Howard's actions. No. I, I, I cannot. And 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 listen, this is this is to me what happens when a side is obviously guilty, but they are trying to find ways to not be guilty or not take blame for it. And it's trying to find different ways to poke holes into that argument. So it's the, well, why are you calling timeout? Why did you put your hands on him? Why did this assistant coach get in? Why did this strength coach give the DX chop afterwards? Like, it well, is. Yeah, you had that. <laughs> No, that was no. a nice bonus. I mean, you got you got to miss for all yeah. the fighting that then went on with the players and the you know we're a family thing. Um, 
I, it made my head hurt, all the different <laughs> permutations. But dude doing the DX chop, come on, you watch that on repeat. I watch that on repeat. I mean, we celebrate. I watched Elimination Chamber on a Saturday morning for four hours uh, before I got my day started. I, I'm guilty of it. I still get sucked in. It was it was it was crazy, and and and, and this, and it wasn't a DX chop. It was actually more of the, I think the Shawn Michael, like you know, like, yeah, I yeah. Think that, yeah, yeah. So well, so part I, of degenerate, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. I guess, but there was no crossing of the arms. It was the <laughs> anyway. We're getting way too deep into the chop. We uh, we can do more in. of the WWE talk later on. There's plenty. I mean, the Undertaker's going into the Hall of Fame, man. <laughs> Eight seven seven. No, <laughs> just kidding. This, the, we're and we're gonna hear from from Jawan Howard in the comments if you missed it yesterday we'll bring him back for you and what he said and what greg gard said i do have a little history with greg gard and i, I should make this known this long long time ago 15 gosh it's even more than that you know when, when greg gard was an assistant under bo ryan at wisconsin i had worked in madison mike and i did the wisconsin basketball post game show greg gard would be the assistant coach that would join my show after every game do i know greg gard personally on a you know been over to his house no but i've had many a conversations it's been a long time it's been a long time but that's the Greg Gard that I know and I just don't think that that is in Greg Gard's nature could be wrong could absolutely be wrong well but did you know- press down 19 inside of five a minute of the game <laughs> I, I I did not I did not and this I mean is did the- he call a timeout when you tried to you know press him on not. an answer of where he was going to eat after you were done talking yeah he did not he never grabbed my elbow during a question in the post-game show, never did any of that stuff. But I do know this, that this isn't the first instance for Jawan Howard. No. This, isn't, this isn't the only time where Jawan Howard has not been happy. And it was completely forgotten for a while by many about Jawan Howard actually going after Mark Turgeon of Maryland last year. And I think it's because of COVID and we don't know what happened when. Stuff Timelines are tough, man. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't the first time that there has been an instance where Jawan Howard has been mad at the end of a game, including yelling at Mark Turgeon, I'll bleeping kill you. That happened 11 months ago. That is something that actually happened. This season, we actually had... Michigan and Rutgers play a game, and one of Michigan's players got into it with Rutgers players. We also had Juwan Howard getting teed up in a game against Ohio State with 35 seconds left to go and calling timeouts late in that game because he was unhappy with how things are going. This is a trend. You don't see Greg Gard calling timeouts all the time for Wisconsin to try to rub it in. It was a unique situation, and Juwan Howard, for some reason, continues to take this personally. And when you want to talk about escalating, not Nothing was escalated until the 49-year-old man reached across two or three bodies to slap an assistant coach on the other team. That's what escalating was, and that's what happened yesterday in Madison. Jawan Howard deserves all the blame, and I can't believe people who are actually sticking up for him. Yeah, again, you know, the sequencing of things, Dan, is, you know, you want to quibble about the, hey, grab the arm to stop him to have the conversation there, because that's the 
what it looked like to me, right? And some folks said, well, he he started it. He initiated it. I forget what the – there was a, a term that, uh, you know, everybody kept trying to, to impose on here, you know, of, you know, he was the aggressor, I believe was the term. <laughs> no, the, the aggression was the, the big open-hand slap later on. This yes. was a, hey, be a grown-up and talk to me about this now as to why you're so ticked off. Uh, you're pressing me. I call my timeout. If you're going to use it as a learning experience, we're going to use it as a learning experience. Okay? And this is what we do in that situation. We're not going to sit there and have guys chopping at the arms and, and the body, uh, trying to grab the ball and all of that, and not run our offense and sequencing like we normally would do as well. I, I just don't understand why that part of it you know, becomes you know, a, a moot point. And for others, it became this, this large uh, attack from, mm-hmm. from Greg Gard, right? I mean, it's an end-of-game sequence. That's it. Handshake line. You could be mad at each other. You, you snile at them, right? It's the sneer and the smile, something my uncle taught me how to use to my benefit in terse situations at a very young age. That's it. And then you go back to the locker room. If you then want to have a WWE-inspired rant at the podium after, you know, and sprint around or, or be Nick Nolte at the end of Blue Chips lamenting the fate of the game and where we're at as a society, have at it. But in that moment, listen. All right, here, I want to I want to quell this here. Instead, it escalates. All the assistants get in, players get in, and it becomes a, a melee. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, Sean Merriman, our buddy, uh, I mean, it was like, all right, sign him up for his fight fight uh, outfit. So I thought that was great. But but for, for college basketball, it's just an awful look. You're finally in the spotlight after the NFL goes away. And this is the first thing folks are going to remember. Yeah, this and, and this, Mike, isn't the first time a timeout has been called late in a college basketball game. I even wait, wait, wait. Michigan... Are you sure? <laughs> I even referenced Howard doing it when they were losing uh, to Ohio State in the game earlier this season. There have been times when timeouts have been called when teams are winning. We've seen the blow by handshake with head coaches, and you know what? Usually, when you get the blow by handshake, it's because both coaches know what's up. They know what. Guess what? I tried to stick it to you here. You tried to stick it to me there. I'm not happy with how you tried to stick it to me. All all of that is into play when you do the quick blow-by handshake. What Guard did, Guard was going for the handshake, and Jawan Howard pulls down his mask to say, we won't forget this bleep. And then Guard's like, wait a sec, what? Like, what, what's going on here? He was not in on it. So I don't know how Guard could even instigate it. it to your point of him grabbing the elbow, if they were both on the same page knowing that one was trying to screw the other because one was pressing and one was calling a timeout, then that's where you get the blow by. That's where you get the quick handshake and you move on. But Card was not in on this at all. And the whole part of the, you know, don't you touch me is such an have you ever been in an argument with a significant other at any point in, in your existence where you just said, hey, I'm sorry. And they're like, don't touch me. It is such a way to like open the door to be like, all right, you put your hands on me when you never meant to do anything malicious in the first place. Maybe you were touching an elbow. Maybe you were touching a shoulder. If we were having a draft of Big Ten coaches that I would want to to fight for my team or if I was having a draft of who I would pick to win a fight amongst Big Ten coaches, 
coaches. Guess what? Jawan Howard probably would be my first overall pick. And I'm not taking Greg Gard in the first five picks of that. So how he could be the aggressor, I just none of this makes sense to me. And it's not racist. I'm sorry. It, race has nothing to do with this. Attitude has everything to do with this. And it's Jawan Howard's attitude that is the problem. Well, my the, the other part, and, and it's been in my timeline a bunch over the last 24 hours, I'm sure you've seen it, is let's compare it to Bob Knight. Different times, different places, different media, different society. Did, did a lot of the things he did, were they right? No. And in the retrospect, yeah, a lot of it becomes a derisive, my God, can you believe what he did? Like, there's not, wow, look at the fiery Bob Knight, how great that is. Yeah, you might do that kind of chuckling at it, but saying how destructive it was. Right? No, nobody thinks that that was great, but they, he got wins. So there's one of those method to the madness and whatever for Jawan Howard thus far successful. And, and they're, they're anticipating, or assuming there's no huge change here, that he, he will be there and he and Harbaugh have Michigan you know, top sports aligned. But you know, the, the Bob Knight argument of all of it is it doesn't matter. We're in 2022. This is an isolated incident. How it, the media or anybody covered Bob Knight 30 years ago, 20 years ago, when he last was on a sideline versus today, it, it's just just false equivalency, right? Yeah. We don't say, hey, you know what? Because we've now gone in, in history, and this is what we're doing, and I think rightfully so, taking a, you know, a critical eye to a lot of past, right? A, a lot of our past in terms of injustices, in terms of treatment uh, on a lot of topics, and saying, well, that wasn't right. So just saying, hey, this is how you guys talked here, so you should give Juwan Howard. Like, no, we don't, do, we don't talk about things the same way. We don't look at coaches the same way that we did 40 years ago. How many stories have you had over the last five, six years where guys ended up getting suspended, women getting suspended or fired for things that were, quote, okay 20 years prior? So Juwan Howard doesn't get a pass here. And if folks need uh, someone to write a tersely letter, you know, worded mm-hmm. letter to, to Greg Gard as well from a, an executive body, then, then have at it. He didn't hit anybody. Correct. And if you actually see Greg Gard's role in all of this, after that initial confrontation, Greg Gard stepped back and was kind of on the outside of things looking in. And, that, and that's why Joe Krabenhoff, the Wisconsin assistant, is, he's the one that Jawan Howard ended up ended up uh, slapping. It wasn't a punch. It was a, ended up being a, a, a slap. That's what it ended up being. But, Mike, going back to the Turgeon thing, and you talk about punishment, that's where I think, like, there was there was no there were no repercussions for Juwan Howard in that situation. This is an ongoing thing. Michigan has to suspend him for the rest of the year. If you want to keep him out at the program, that's fine. If, if you're a Michigan fan, maybe you say, you know what, it's kind of a weird lost year anyway. There's no guarantee that we're even going to make the NCAA a tournament this is the time where you put your foot down and if you're sitting there with uh considering what's going on with the football program the jim harbaugh situation you actually have to show that you've got a backbone and if you suspend him for the rest of the season i think that would be apropos for juan howard figure i mean some calling for the firing i i think that would be perhaps a a bit too far in, in this process big 10 tournament i've seen folks all the way through there and then you know let the chips fall where they may sure. i think the regular season i mean we're, we're just a couple of weeks left uh if, if that's the case yeah. then, then so be it, it I, I think it's it sends the message and and for the conference 
you know, just saying, hey, here, here's where we stand. Because right now the NCAA in all forms, including the conferences, are trying to stake out where they still have some sense of power. So this is where the conference could stand up and say, hey, you know what, we're still here. And we still have to uh, adjudicate things, and we're not just uh, a bystander in this process. Ward Manuel and Michigan are the ones that have to stand up because I think Howard thought he could get away with it. Now, maybe that lack of punishment with the Maryland thing makes this one a little bit more harsher. But you also at least need to give him an opportunity to show that he's changed. So firing him and, and moving on from that, I don't think it's the ultimate solution, but I don't think he should coach again for the rest of the year. But he's yeah, like, the, and, and the last the last one, Dan, I mean, because in this postgame, he just said he was mad about the timeout. Like, really? Yeah. I <laughs> I wanted to play the audio, but I just I, I decided against it because I just I don't want I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I don't I don't buy any of it. It's it's we didn't listen. We didn't play Greg Gard's audio either. So, I, I mean, we were, you know, to give his explanation. And I've heard Greg Gard do it, you know, n- not only his postgame press, I also did an interview with CBS. So I, I didn't want to hear from either of them because I know what I saw and what we saw and how it transpired. I just can't believe people are taking Juwan Howard's side in all of this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, happy President's Day to you. Glad to be with you on a Monday. Looking back on a weekend that was quite eventful, whether it be from Daytona to Madison uh, over to Cleveland where the all-star festivities in the NBA took place. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Check out the latest lines for the world. World of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. There were events Friday, but it was on Saturday where you had all of these skills competitions, whether it be three point shootout. And I don't know what that dunk contest was, Mike, but I, <laughs> I, I can say this. From all the response that that happened, the reason I can say that I don't know what it was was because I really didn't see it. And this is because I was out to eat on Saturday night and was with my wife and my father-in-law. We took the baby out and sat in a restaurant where they had TVs on. So I saw the skills competition, saw, you know, Cat win the three-point shootout. And I had it recorded at home with the dunk competition. And I was following on Twitter as we we were leaving and then navigating and just heard how awful it was, and heard how bad it was. So I didn't even go back to go and check out the dunk competition. And I thought maybe today I would be able to to see it because it's supposed to be on right now on NBA TV. They're instead just showing the game because that apparently was 9 million times better than what the dunk competition was on Saturday. Yeah, it was one of those experiences, right? So my Saturday was jam-packed, right? We didn't have any soccer to play, but I watched a couple of EPL games. I watched the full of Elimination Chamber. Uh, I on you know the pay-per-view and, and different streaming services. So I had that. And then I went and saw a movie. And then I got back, and then it was NBA All-Star Saturday. I went and saw Licorice Pizza, by the way. Pretty good. All right. Good. What good. I didn't realize, the whole time I'm watching it going, you know, this kid looks and kind of acts and, well, Paul Thomas Anderson, he loved him some Philip Seymour Hoffman. This kid kind of looks like him that's in the lead. Would come to find out it's actually his kid that plays the lead. How about that? Uh, there is Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid. So it all made sense uh, in, in the postscript. But uh, All-Star Saturday night, you know, I'd watch the celebrity game on Friday, get into Saturday, right, the skills competition. The little windmill thing was kind of odd in the uh, in, in the three-point shooting of things. But, you know, the three-point shootout was a good time. And the dunk contest, 
I, I try to be positive about it, Dan. In the, you know what? They're they're trying things you don't get to do in games. They're trying things that let, let's hope they were putting more in their practices on you know perfecting whatever they're doing for their respective teams than than practicing their dunks. So when it got to iteration five or six. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like I was losing steam really fast. I kept it on, but was I excited? No, because we already knew what the effort was going to be. So just completing it, I'm like, all right, just check the box already. Well, right? I, that I, kind of thing. Yeah. And that's the hard part. It's like, you know, when you, once you get past attempt number two, it's like, all right, we understand what you were going for. Move on. I think what, what ended up working out awesome for the NBA was that Sunday was magnificent. Sure. Sunday was really, really good. And I know that the All-Star game in the NBA can be polarizing, whether you're a fan or not a fan. But if you just sat down and I don't even want to say had low expectations or high expectations, if you took the All-Star game and everything that 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 went along with it, the pregame, the halftime, and uh, the actual game, it was a really good watch yesterday. It was enjoyable. It was it proved, I think, to to many, it's probably the best All Star game there is. Even if you mm-hmm. mess with the East versus Western Conference teams, if you have draft, like it truly is to get the stars to play, to to have the ending as it was. But Sunday, I think, just made up so much and and completely was able to overshadow in a good way what may have transpired late on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean the three point shooting contest, you know, and. And right now, I really feel like I need some sugar. So I got my kids trying to rustle up some Mountain Dew. Uh, tap, tap the vein. I know already you're a big done. fan of the Dew. Already done. Yeah, you're Just already in. me. Yep. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, ah, that was one of the activations that kind of worked in the process. When you talk about advertising, like, you know, I haven't had that in a while. Say, Iowa Sam and I were just talking about that. It's like, you know, I had it after the Super Bowl because it was a long day. Had the early show, went to the game, and then all of a sudden there's pizza and Mountain Dew waiting on me. Um, so, yeah. Again, not an advertisement for them in any way, shape, or form, but uh, that's one of the takeaways from All-Star Weekend. If you didn't recognize they were a sponsor, surprise! Uh, There they are. But the three-point shootout now becomes your marquee event, right? Because you have stars participating, which is one complaint against the dunk contest, Mm -hmm. and and, and I get that. And and there's a lot to the history of the dunk contest that really bled into the events of of Sunday. I'll have you know, Dan, the over-under for the game itself was 324. 163-160 163-160 is your final. <laughs> they know what's up. They, 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 they have a pretty good idea there, and LeBron with the game winner. We'll get into the game itself as we go on here uh, today on the Doug Gottlieb Show. But, you know, I, I, I didn't... You know, I didn't lament the dunk contest to the same degree as others. I, I just thought, all right, it jumped the, the proverbial shark, just like uh, Blake Griffin jumping uh, part of a car all those years ago. It's like, all right, you're, now we're trying to do something, and the execution of the dunk is less than, you know, trying to do acrobatics. Sure. You know, so, you know, might as well start getting some Cirque du Soleil guys jumped in there uh, as well as 5th, well, 6th, and 7th competitors. You know, and, the, and for those that forget when Blake Griffin did the jumping over the car, he actually like, wanted to dunk over like a, a Maybach or a Rolls Royce or something. Yeah. But the NBA was like, no, our auto partner is Kia, yes. so you have to dunk over a Kia. That, 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 was part- that, and I mean, and if you ruin that car, it's a couple hundred grand, you know, the Kia. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I just, I, listen, I, we don't need to break down the game and, and how it played out, but Sunday was just, 
Sunday was really good, and I know halftime went a bit longer with the seventy-five, the you know the seventy-five players they were honoring in the seventy-fifth anniversary, seventy-five best players in the NBA, but it still was good. And mm-hmm. and there were, you know, unfortunately, you know, there there were there were players who had obviously passed, and obviously Kobe Bryant first and foremost, and that was that was one of the things that popped up into my mind is as we're watching these guys get announced and we're seeing the reaction. Like I tr- like like watching it yesterday, it hit me and thinking just specifically about Kobe because I said I said to my wife, I go, I bet you they're going to leave Kobe and Jordan until the end. Well, I was half right because Jordan was the last one that that came out, and they had Kobe a little bit earlier in, in the montage. But like I think that that if 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 Kobe were alive and why yesterday was such a big point to to miss him is, I think he would be getting that ovation that Jordan got I because I think of 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 just where these NBA players are today like Kobe would have Kobe was on his way he, he may have been hated as a player because of the titles and and maybe you just weren't a Kobe fan I wasn't a Kobe fan but yesterday would have been like that opportunity for him to just be so honored because of all of the players, that's their generation. Like that's the guy that they looked up to when they, when they made it to the league. And I and I felt like I that was the one thing that I missed with Kobe not being there yesterday. And I'm not even a Kobe fan. I just really felt like that would have been his day. That would have been you know one of his nights to really be honored. But I mean, Jordan had the the, the enormous you know the enormous response. But I think that if Kobe just unfortunately is not with us, but if he would have been here, that he he would have been the one to shine. Certainly with the current players, right? That was the yep. guy they grew up with. But you had the legend of Jordan. And watching the number of videos that were making the rounds of his interaction with different players, the hug of Luca, and then maybe or maybe not identifying who Carl Anthony Towns was. By the way, Kat, <laughs> congratulations for the big man winning the three-point contest. I mean, we got, we got to show some love there because he was on fire. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you had interesting strategies of guys skip, skipping racks of balls and whatever. I mean, it was really kind of interesting. But for the MJ love, what the thing was, though, you watched the younger guys, you know, showing their love and respect and the, the big eyes. But you watched all the veteran guys, his contemporaries and even those guys older. Everybody wanted their minute with him. They wanted to make sure they were in the in frame with the mm-hmm. photo. And I really want the audio of whatever the hell he and Dennis Rodman were talking about. <laughs> right? Because it's funny. On Sunday during the day, I mean, Trinity Rodman, his, his daughter, is playing on the U.S. women's team. So I was explaining to my daughters, you know, they know who she is, but not necessarily who she is in the larger sports uh, conversation. Don't know and the then, lineage. Yeah, and then there's Dennis Rodman later on. The sweet-looking pants he had. That design was fantastic. But but Jordan talking to him, I wanted a clip of that. But all these other photos and the interactions, it just seemed everybody gravitated. He and Magic Johnson, you know, the challenge to a one-on-one game, which, let's face it, that's going to get better ratings than anything the league does or any other league does that isn't the NFL. Well, I, I'll say this. Number one, I want you to videotape you explaining to your daughters who Dennis Rodman is because I want to see that. I want to see how this explanation goes because it can go a million He's different He's one of the ways. greatest players of all time. Uh, <laughs> he was eccentric, and he was a rock star, and all the stuff you see kids doing today, your rappers, your influencers, and everybody else – they learned it from watching him. And then there was Madonna. You know, and then there's, well, other, there's, yeah. other, there's a bunch of different ways that you can go no, with that, Well, I did, I did include her in the explanation, actually. <laughs> and, you know, to some degree, it's like, well, they know a couple of songs, but I don't think they recognize how big 
Madonna was <laughs> at the time that Dennis Rodman entered Man, her life. We are getting old. That is that is for sure. I, I will say this, and I, I teased this earlier. It dawned on me that there is only there's only gonna be one way to settle the the dumb debate that we have of is LeBron better or is Jordan better? And it, and it, it has something to do with, with last night. I don't know if we're going to have to wait 25 years, Mike, for the debate to be settled. But the next time the NBA figures out a way to put all of their greats together, the question is, once LeBron retires, who's introduced last? And if if it's Jordan, then Jordan wins. And if it's LeBron, then LeBron wins. So for the stupid debates that you can have back and forth and titles and finals appearances and who did what and who did this and who did that, I think the true measure will be who gets announced last once Ooh, LeBron and, and retires. One hundred. If, if, well, God willing, uh, we're all here to watch it. <laughs> and, sure. And, and as well as Jordan, obviously, you know, as you mentioned, that was one of the hard things, you know, watching it with, you know, the the photo shot, you know, shots of all right, here are all the the former Lakers that are on this list, and like right in the middle would have been a spot where Kobe would have sat. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and things of that nature that we know, uh, you know, the life cycle of things that, you know, some portion of this 75 won't be there. Uh, but it, it, I think that's a great way to settle the argument. That's it. We got to keep keep that in the vernacular and in our hot takery for 25 years. Forget it, about your goat arguments. It's who gets the last yeah. spotlight. And I think it's very organic. Like you're when you're putting together a program. And it's not Adam Silver sitting there or, or bloggers or idiots like us on the radio. There is, there's, it's not that. There's going to be somebody that's going to try to put together the best program. And, and who knows? They're, they're, the NBA could have some you know, unique event or put something together you know, in some certain year between, you know, within the next 10 years where you will have another ceremony like you had last night. And whoever is introduced last – I think it's the last laugh in that debate because it's organic, it's natural, and it would just feel right. But think about this. If my theory that LeBron is part cyborg or is a cyborg Mm -hmm. uh, is true, he may still be playing. He might be. (laughs) Play that Terminator music. Maybe we already know because LeBron was introduced last last night. Like, Like there would have been an excuse because it's Cleveland for LeBron in his hometown to be the last one announced but instead they chose michael jordan maybe that does and properly it. Sho- <laughs> properly so dan buyer as my south side chicago roots <laughs> i i think it's i i think that we may have stumbled onto something i, I think, think that I they think did decide it last night like i was thinking like maybe it was on equal footing of of lebron and, and mj both retired and have to be somewhat recent since they're both on our mind right now but if they had the opportunity last night, it's not like this game was in Charlotte or Chicago where Jordan got last. It was in LeBron's backyard, and he was introduced last. And I know that, listen, I know they did different positions, but they could have done guards first and then centers and then yeah. forwards at the end. But they didn't. They chose forwards first, then they did the centers, and then they did the guards. And I think that's specifically so Jordan could be last. I think we have settled the LeBron-Jordan debate that we will never have to talk about. Again, You're uh, my hero. Talk- <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's gonna happen. The debate, is gonna, we, the debate is gonna go on. We've just a- ended up solving the riddle. That's all. That's all that happened. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. 
absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now, former NFL lineman, and now you can hear him on Fox Sports Saturdays at 4 o'clock Eastern time with Steve Hartman here on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff Schwartz joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I am good. How are you guys doing today? We are, doing we are doing fantastic. And, and I want to start because I teased it. The situation with the NFL agents and them maybe trying to make a change to the NFL combine, is this just about the bubble or is this just a bigger play to get the NFL to change their combine rules that they've had in the past? Probably a little bit of both. I think it's more about the bubble. and It does seem like more reports are coming out now that – it seems like the NFL might move to, to change a little bit of the bubble uh, and be able to let the players warm up and do some things they normally do in different parts of the hotel. And I, I mean, think about it from the players' perspective and really the agents and the other the people involved. I mean, you basically the NFL says for the playoffs, we're not testing for COVID. You know, it basically doesn't exist anymore, right? And you look mm-hmm. around the country right now with the lessening of a lot of mass restrictions and and. Uh, in different places, and then you're going to India, it's like, well, never mind, we're going to bubble everyone up. And it seems kind of backwards to where the NFL handled the playoffs. And the, the, the combine is already tough enough, um, you know, when you have to deal with everything that just goes with the combine, right, the, the lack of sleep and kind of the, the rig and roll of the whole process, and now adding in the bubble where you can't see your, tra- your, your therapists or your trainers, your agents. Um, you can't warm up the way you normally would. You know, the food is different. I get why people are upset about it. It does feel like they are changing a little bit of the policies. Now, again, I don't know if if the players would have followed through on, on not participating, especially the large numbers of players that they had talked about not participating. But I do think there's a little bit of the agents just – the combine is not great for their clients, right? Like working on a pro day, you typically get much better results. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we're talking about half uh, the number reported was that half might not show. And, and we know the Combine has become a popular uh, event, right, for watching, and, and especially once the linemen get going, right? Uh, obviously, owing to you, Jeff, as an offensive lineman, once, once we get the, the fellas on the interior moving, uh, that's where my interest is peaked. Watching a guy <laughs> throw to air is not it. I want to see if a guy can move, especially once we saw Trent Williams doing all that pulling stuff this past season, even though they never bothered to follow his block, but that's a whole other problem. Um, but, <laughs> but for me, it's, it's the, you know, you've got your routines, like you say, and to suddenly throw those off two weeks two weeks before yeah. and you've been planning this for six months just seems right. like you could throw the whole thing asunder and cost guys millions of dollars. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, there's not many players that can afford to do this. And I'm, I'm going to reiterate kind of the purpose for the combine, right? For those who, who, who don't, who don't know the medical is the number one reason why. And if you listen to the agents, they didn't say their, their players weren't going to go to Indy. Right. They were going to miss the workouts, right? Because the medical is super important and cannot be missed. Second is the mental, right? Now they they did they get rid of the Wonderlick, which is fine, um, but you know there's other mental testing uh, that, that that they're going to do. But you meet with the coaches, you meet with general managers, you meet with player personnel directors, you meet with the entire scouting department, and so part of that is is that process, right? Now the um, 
the on-field activities to me are uh, a symbol, not really a symbol, but but a, a measuring stick for how good your scouts are, right? Because let's say you watch Jeff Schwartz on film, and I am really athletic on film. I am fast. I'm quick. I have a good burst. I, I move well, and then I get to the combine and I run slow. I look unathletic, and, and next to my peers, I don't look like the same player I was in the field. Well, why is that, right? Am I just a better player on Saturdays and Sundays than I am a tester? And vice versa, if a player plays slow on the field but really runs fast and moves well to combine, why is there that disconnect? So that's what it's for, right? And so, uh, again, I think that a lot of players could use this sort of cross-check of their physical abilities in the combine. Um, that's why I think in the end – you know, maybe the top guys boycott, but probably not more than that. Jeff Schwartz joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug. In other NFL matters, the Steelers hired Brian Flores as an assistant. Are you surprised that Brian Flores is going to be working in the NFL next season? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, obviously based off of his ability as a coach, he's definitely deserving of being a defensive coordinator or head coach. I was surprised he was fired in Miami. Um, obviously the lawsuit made it more difficult. I didn't, I, I thought it ended his, his, the possibility of him being a head coach. I, I didn't think it ended the chances of him being a coordinator or a position coach. And this is more of a, you know, this happens a lot more in college football where Nick Saban is notorious. It's right. He hires like, the fire coaches, he hires like two a year as he's an analyst, right, and senior analyst. And they get paid zero dollars, and they're getting paid by their old school part of the buyout and whatnot. You know, Brian Flores is, is a senior assistant, and he's coaching linebackers. They have, they have two linebacker coaches already. He's just there to help Mike Tomlin out. Whatever they need for that week, whatever you know, he needs help with, he's there just to be another – Another set of eyes and ears, and, and we know he can coach defense. Um, so I like to hire. It's great for Tomlin. But also, look, let's be fair, it does a solid to the NFL, right? The NFL now, uh, you know, while Brian Flores is coach, he's not a coordinator, not a head coach, not going to be talking to the media, not going to be on, on doing the morning shows. Um, and this will largely probably be forgotten about until the next, until the next court hearing or – settlement, whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I think the, the Steelers did um, did the NFL solid here by hiring Brian Forrest. Again, totally deserving of the position. He's overqualified mm-hmm. for sure. the position. But just that I think they, they did him a solid um, by, by hiring him. Make the room better always. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you is the podcast. We got to ask, Jeff, because Dan and I talked about this a little bit earlier. First weekend without NFL action, other than the handicapping angle, how much did you miss uh, Sunday not having a, a slate of games to sit and watch? I didn't miss it, man. Um, I hung out with the kids. I uh, it's, it's baseball season coming up, so we played not, I mean, not obviously in Major League Baseball, but right, in, in sure. Little League. In Little League, we, so we, we played a little bit outside yesterday. Um, I played catch with my wife. She she asked me to play catch yesterday. She said she had never played catch in her life, and so she wanted to put a glove on and, That's and play awesome. catch. So we, we went outside for like 20 minutes and threw the baseball around for a little bit. She was, I, was, I was actually – I told her in the middle of it, I said, you know what, our kids have a chance. Our kids have a chance to be athletic. <laughs> you, you got a little – you got a little – he got a little, you know, she was, she was holding the ball with five fingers. I was like, hun, this is not, we got to hold the ball correctly and got done a little bit. Um, and so I enjoyed it. You know, look, I'll miss football probably in a couple weeks, but, I, you know, football season, man, and y'all were at Radio Row. It's a long week mm-hmm. Super Bowl if you're covering it. And you're just like, when you're done, I'm just like kind of over football for a little bit. And then I spent last week in Dallas 
filming content for my big boys club season two on, on yeah, the buddy. so like i just it's okay to take a break like i just i watched some college basketball this weekend i watched a tiny bit of daytona i did not watch much nba all-star weekend i mean the game was like at 9 p.m last night what are we, do we want any kids to watch it ever in the east coast like Man. come on nba <laughs> over uh, under was 324 to... jeff came in at 323 well, don't don't they have like exact? Don't they have to play the exact numbers though? Like, they, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. So, um, I, I just all star game to me. I didn't watch the Pro Bowl either, so I'm equal well, opportunity skipping all star games. The all the all last night's all star game was entertaining. I will say that it did provide good okay. drama. So it was, and, and you have guys actually playing at the end and stars in at the end. But it's uh, it. I know some people. It's not their their uh, flavor. And it has a little long. By the way, how's the wife's arm feeling today? Uh, I think she's fine. Okay. Um, my arm is struggling because – so I pitched in high school. I mean, pitched all, you know, all the way from when I was five to you know, high school. And I was on this, like, super strict, like, band routine. And I, you know, my pitching coach, I long toss during football season and basketball season. And as soon as I stopped doing all that, man, my shoulder is in – I can't throw anymore, like for long periods. I can throw fine, but just long periods of time. Like my shoulder is definitely feeling a little bit of uh, of, of some soft toss yesterday. We didn't get longer than maybe 30, 40 feet, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, uh, I'm, I'm feeling it today. I love it. The Suns uh, Little League team now has a uh, a pitching machine, generously yeah. donated by Jeff Schwartz. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm warming. I'm getting my getting my arm warm for that. Get him on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. Hear him here on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday with Steve Hartman at four o'clock Eastern Time. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night, everyone. Appreciate you, buddy.